York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And guess what? The Knicks won six in a row. And we beat the Heat 125 to 109. That's right, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and friends was not enough to keep up with the Knicks despite them taking an early lead. Jalen Brunson gave you 32 points, eight assists, and five rebounds on the night. OG and Anobi, baby Kawhi Leonard, gave you 19 points, two assists, and four, I mean, two steals and four assists. Josh Hart gave you 14 points, five assists, and nine rebounds. And Randall, our guy, who's a little bit banged up, gives you 19 points, nine rebounds, and three assists. The Knicks win the rebound battle 57 to 43. The bench showed up today and gave you 40 points to 33 points. And even though the Heat scored 28 fast break points on the night, the Knicks prevailed. They came, they, the Heat caught up a little bit for the third quarter. But then we put the smackdown on them and beat the Heat for our sixth straight win. And I'm going to talk about it all the good, the bad. And the ugly, so I can't wait to get into it, man. I, I'm loving this team because, like I said before, man, the, the roles are defined. We are gelling together perfectly. OG fits like a glove. Even the bench is finding a little bit of synergy, even though there was a little bit of concern there in that third quarter. The team has just come together, and it's looking really easy. It's looking really script-like. And once we figured out what the Heat was doing in, like, the first five minutes, it was smooth sailing. I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried at all. So let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. And uh, let me introduce you to my guys. Uh, first and foremost, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Raji's in the building. And since today's victory was against the Heat, y'all already know what I'm about to say. We outside. We outside. Everything we do the heat, it's hype season. It's hype season. It's hype season. Let's go. We in the We outside in the heat. That's the heat background. That's what the clothes in the heat looks go. like. That's what it looks like right there. And of course, you already know it's a Latin assassin. My man Lee Escobedo is going on. Lee. All prayers up for Julius Randle. Uh, I guess I, I am the head of the stand committee this year. I love my man Julius uh, rooting for him, but also calling out when he's playing ass crack on defense. Tonight, the second half, I thought he really balled out. I'm excited to talk about him and the future of his team and how far we can go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, prayers up for Julius. Glad it's not a super serious injury. We just got the news as soon as we started. And we're thankful for Julius Randle's play because he played, he balled out today. We're definitely going to talk about Randle. All right. Also, you already know Rookie of the Year, our girl XD1 college baller, Ebony. What's going on, Eb? Nothing. I'm feeling great. Feeling fine. How are you? Right? Because <laughs> I'm great. I'm great today. I'm... Nah, we did that on ESPN. You know what I mean? He did it on ESPN. ESPN yeah, got to yeah. see what a 1A looks like. For real. Exactly. They couldn't say anything bad. Anything bad today is just a hater. Like you, you, you understand. They had to give they had to give props. You had to give props to, to Randall. You had to give props to, to uh Brunson. 
you had to give props to just our defense in general. You hear them keep, they kept talking about it. Kept mm -hmm. the, the magic word defense. They said it all, all through the, 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 the game. Um, and it's just, it's, it's nice to see a, a league full of scorers and we decided to be, uh, build our team a little different. Um, we decided to build it around people that, that could defend like everybody basically with, you know, besides a few that, that are, are they they try though. Yeah, they try. <laughs> they try, and um, it's it just just a good thing to, to see. And I just want to say, I, I'm I'm sold on the Grimes. I'm sold on. Let me see some more. I don't. I get some people like, yeah, hey, get them out of here. But I don't care. I don't care. I I want to see more. I need to see more. That baby, his defense is enough. Like that's that's crazy. Crazy how you gotta go to that bench on defense. Yeah, absolutely nutty. That bench was key today. It really was. It really was. It really was. Defensively, listen. This two. This is a two great defensive teams. Um, the Knicks in twenty twenty four, ever since the OG trade, have been the number one defensive team in the month of January. So shout out to the Knicks. I think the Heat are. I think the Heat might be seven. I think the Heat might be seven. I can definitely check that out. But the Knicks did their thing today on defense for sure. Uh, and Grimes did his thing. You already know OG is OG. Defensively, we did well. The only concern, the only smidgen, the only thing that we can't seem to get right defensively for an entire game is transition. Everything else is good. Like whenever we talk about faulty defense, it's like, well, we get, we, they, we, they're letting out on transition. They had 28 transition baskets. Once we got them in the half court, it was shut down. They wasn't do nothing. They wasn't do nothing. But when we let them run, that's when they started to score. And that's how teams are going to be playing us all year because our, our defense is just too good. Every team is going to have to run on us. So if we stay disciplined with our transition defense, teams really ain't going to have a chance. They, they'll be staying under that 100 points a game. Today, they, he scored 109 points. Still pretty good for today's NBA. But we just got to get a little bit better in that transition defense. Very nitpicky, very nitpicky. Still glad overall how our team performed. All right. And I also want to talk about Julius Randle real quick. I also want to talk about Julius Randle real quick because I was watching the game from the first quarter and I saw people kind of getting on Randle for the missed shots. But today, I, I didn't care about the missed shots today because you know why? Because I felt like Julius Randle was playmaking his ass off today. Playmaking his ass off. Not only that, the shots that he made, he missed were good shots at the rim and 10, 10, 12, 13 feet away playing bully ball. He was wearing that front line down. And the passes were on point. He only had a, like, he, at the end of the first half, he had three assists, but really he was responsible for about like 15, 20 points because he, he gave the pass that led to the pass. And in the past, especially the last game versus the Heat, the Heat would double team Randall and he, he had like, he had a lot of turnovers. I don't know if you guys remember the first time Randall played the Heat, he had a lot of turnovers. There wasn't a lot of turnovers today. There was a few times where I thought a turnover was coming. And he picked up the ball with the pass to the corner, and that guy whipped it to, to the elbow for an open three. I was really impressed with Randall's uh, offensive process today. 
So I, I'm, I'm really happy. So when people talk, when people talk about needing another playmaker, if Randall is playing at this level, that's, that's the other playmaker we would need. You know what I mean? Like if Randall can play at this level and pass the ball at this level without turning the ball over in a high rate and allow Jalen Brunson to be a catch and shoot shooter sometimes to take the pressure off him, that's the type of playmaking we need. And then we might not have to have, I mean, it would still be nice to have a playmaking off the bench, but <laughs> it would take a lot of pressure off of us if we can do that consistently in the playoffs. And I feel like the years of messing up and getting those reps in and, and getting those turn, turnovers in might be helping him right now because he looked a lot better. The process looked a lot better today with the pass. I don't know if anything, anybody have to add anything to that? Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, definitely getting better. He's still got a lot of work to do, but he's he's getting better with 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 that uh reading with reading the double team. It wasn't anything offensively that was making me uh kind of sigh of like, come on, Randall. It was his help defense. The rotations in the beginning of the game yes. were awful. Um, it was absolutely awful. That was that was it. But we we got it together. They were able to plug the holes because they kept beating us for lobs a lot. And, yeah. Our rotations were just really, really late, and a lot of times it was Julius as the the help rotation that it was late. You know what it was? Uh, he would he would rotate, but he wouldn't put a hand up. Like he would just rotate and then just look and just watch. I'm like, dog, put your just, watch. Just put your hands up. Yeah, You're in the spot. Just, that's his specialty. <laughs> just put your hands up. That baby be watching. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Yeah, but that was it. That was it. They, they, he, pretty much they got it together as the game went along. But in the be that first quarter, second quarter, woo, he was frustrating me. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, but yeah, I like, I like what I see. I like that he's intentionally trying to get people to uh get buckets, and 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 he's doing it during the season. So hopefully, it becomes part of him by playoffs. You know, because you know you go to what you know, right? In pressure situations. So I, I like that he's, you know, work, keeping with it. Absolutely. I want to comment on that. <clears throat> I just something else that I want to compliment Joey's right for. I agree 100%. First half, his, his defense was atrocious. Third quarter, I thought his effort was better, at least. Uh, he did a little less watching and a little more on-ball defense. And actually disrupted a few possessions for the Heat as well, including one from Jimmy Butler. I like what he's doing on offense in terms of he's prioritizing quality over quantity. This game, he only took 14 shots. Last game, he only took 15. And he's starting to understand in these really big matchups, the ones where the fan base, the coaching staff, and ownership really care about, that he doesn't have to score 30 in order to make the ultimate impact. Yeah. Today, he scored 18. Last game, he only scored 17. But an efficient 17 or an efficient 19. Now, he wasn't super great from the field overall, but three or four from three today. Last game he was one of five, but he didn't shoot more than five if he didn't have from the three point line. He started making he started bowling ball in a paint, especially as Joker loved to set an effort in a lot of those offensive rebounds. Amen. So he started to, to understand his role in the system. He doesn't always have to be one A. Some games he can be B against the top tier elite teams, and the Knicks can still not only win but smack that ass yeah. like they did tonight. Yeah, like they did last. <laughs> now nah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm buzzing shots for that. <laughs> Let's go. I, I was saying in the pregame space, beat that ass. <laughs> that's what we, <laughs> that's that what we want to do. 
Yeah, and I, and I just want to throw it right quick with Randall. Um, I did like the way he played today, especially being aggressive, going to the basket. Because if you look at the Heat lineup, there's really nobody on the Heat that can really match up with them on offense. So the fact that he was being aggressive, going to the basket, and just trying to punish them in the paint, yeah, I like the way he played today. And you also got to give him his props because when he was making that run in the third quarter where they were catching up and they came to tie the game, I think they took the lead with a Jimmy Butler free throw. And I, I don't know. I, I don't I remember if he missed the free throw or made it, but I know he tied the game. And then going into the third and then going to um, and going into the, um, the end of the third quarter, he hit that big three to yeah. get the Knicks, the three-point lead going into the fourth quarter and ended the Miami's um, run. And that was that was pretty much a big shot because when the fourth quarter started, the Knicks began to expand the lead, and from then on, it was like pretty much barbecue chicken. That was it. Yeah. So I like the fact that this season, especially as of late, you're seeing Randall hit some timely shots, mm -hmm. and that can only bode well for the Knicks as the season goes on. Because if Randall can continue to hit timely shots like that when the Knicks need it. It's looking positive for the playoffs when the playoffs come around because he's getting used to it in the regular season. You're hoping that it carries over to the postseason as well. So he's definitely shown a lot of growth this season. And, you know, people def definitely just got to give him his props because it it's clear that the man is working hard. It's clear that he's watching film and he's getting better. So, yeah, you have to make up Julius Randle. The, the way he was passing to me and looking out for the double teams and knowing when the double teams are coming... I feel like it's only you can only do that if you're watching film, because some of some of the some of the times where they almost got the pass, I felt like he instinctively knew somebody was behind him, and I was like, "Oh my god!" No. And he just swiped the ball away and then passed the ball to somebody else. It was like he had eyes in the back of his head. Um, but also, Lee, man, we we've we've had this big world war battle about Julius Randle being clutch last season. Yes, we have. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Last year, I said, "Hell no, he isn't clutch." And you made the argument that you know he he gets plus he gets clutch rebounds he he does other things small things that are clutch in those moments and I said hell no to me being clutch just means you don't turn the ball over in big moments as well and you got to hit the big shots I can sure. say this year that he has been clutch this year uh, the few times when it's been tough games close moments um, he's hit the big shot. He's done the big play. The only time, the only, there's only one moment I remember when I was being supremely frustrated, and that was the Bucks game when he was pouting because he didn't get the ball. But I'm not even gonna remember that. That, that was that was in the past. He's had more good moments than, than bad. So I'm giving Randall his props, and he's been clutch so far this year. I think yes, you were right last year, and I've said this on the podcast before. I think beginning of the season, he. It was more of what I wanted from him. It was my expectations and what I thought he could be. But I, a reason why I felt that way is he cares. And the fact that he was going after those loose rebounds or he was taking charges or he was hitting the offensive board or a, a putback or he was at least getting fouled. Maybe he missed a free throws, but he was driving to the lane yeah. or giving a nice pass to the three-point line to a Fournier or Brunson. I could tell that he understood the moment and was trying to rise to the moment. But offensively, in one-on-one -on -one situations, it wasn't there. And a lot of that was the speed of a game and the clogging of the lanes, which didn't help him. It's still up to him to hit the shot. This year, the lanes are a lot more open. The guys know, know their roles. Yeah. And there's less facilitation. And Brunson's being a better facilitator himself. So he's getting easier shots 
but he's making them. And he wasn't making them last year. Now he is. And now I would say overall, man, he's as clutch as Brunson because of Brunson's reluctance to be able to hit free throws when it matters. Yeah, And the pieces just fit together. Like we've yes. been compl- complaining about how clunky this team was and how clunky the starting five was. Oh, I have. Well, maybe not Ebony. I mean, not Ebony. I was definitely was. <laughs> I was definitely complaining no, about how clunky the starting five was and the team was. And the emergence of OG had just made everything to me just fit a lot better. Where the, the roles are defined, everybody is where they're supposed to be. When you when you pass the ball, the three goes out, or like it, everything just seems to fit smoothly and. I get, you're able to maximize everybody's talents, so I'm I'm happy with what I'm seeing. Extremely happy. You know what we need? We need that uncle. You know that uncle Phil gift throwing jazz out the house. Uh, that was me on throwing RJ out that lineup. No, RJ still catches straight. Listen, I'm not attacking anything about his character on the basketball court. Where was that clunkiness? It was RJ. RJ was a clunkiness. Yeah, he was. He was. Nah. RJ and Randall just didn't. He, he, I no. could agree. It, it fit. It fit in the beginning of the season because he was hitting that. He was hitting his shot. You know, it was efficient. So we was like, all right, maybe we could make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, we was like, I right, we could if this the RJ we get in, we go sky's the limit. You know, it right. it looks sustainable. Like I was mentioning in the last game, I me mean, last postseason, he was taking like five shots, but he was hitting like three of them. When he was on, that was pre-injury, pre-migraine, whatever you want to call it. And then afterwards, he just started shooting his way. He shot his way out of New York. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. Much. He did. But uh, it's all good because we got other people shooting their way in here, uh, like OG Ananobi, all right? My man looking like baby Kawhi, man. I'm going to start saying it with my chest, man. <laughs> my brigade. I'm going to start saying it with my chest, man. I said it tentatively oh, last OG, 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 OG. It's like a game. I looking like baby dog. Can't tell me the little step back mid range jumper don't remind you of Kawhi, dog. Like, and he started that consistently, Jay? consistently. Jay, I told you, I can't remember what game it was. I told you, it's the first time you brought that up, and I wasn't on the, the podcast. I was like, Jay has been on a run of analysis lately. And that Kawhi was the main one I was thinking about. Everyone on Twitter is talking about that. And you were the first person that made that comparison. The first. Let it be known. I'm just I'm just I'm just looking at his, his defense, his demeanor, the way he plays the game, the minimum movements, the, the mid range. Like, I'm just the like, last. wait a minute. I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm I'm just cause people are talking about, you know, the how we don't have a guy who can play make. I really, I'm starting to, I'm starting to see some playmaking abilities here that just needs, he just needs, I think he just needs reps. I think he just needs reps. And it's funny because I was looking at, um, I was just digging, you know, you just get into a Knicks rabbit hole sometimes. Maybe you're just watching random videos about players and stuff. That happens when you're a Knicks fan. I was watching some video about his past and you know, he was in Toronto, how he used to shoot all night. And like, he has that work ethic. He has the intelligence. I think, I think he just needs the reps and someone to say, take the shot. I think that's all he really needs. And with this Julius Randle injury happening right now, like the hierarchy might shift. Cause you, you, you're not sure how many games he's going to miss. Right? So, you're going to probably see Jalen Brunson and OG Ananobi taking more shots. You might so you might see OG 
trying to create a little bit more. So this is going to be it's, it's scary because we don't have our usual guys, but this might be the test run to see what OG can do uh, if given more opportunities. You want to know opportunities? He's about to get it. What about we play him at the four? What about Thibodeau does that? Like plays him at the four, maybe moves Josh Hart at the three or Grimes at the three. Uh, or 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 Dante either or and then uh, fit somebody into the to the two. I think that's what he's to gonna see. do. I don't know. I don't know if Tibbs would, would do it though. You know he likes to keep with the same scheme of things, but now I, I would like to see it. No, nah, I think he's gonna be. I feel like OG will be at the four. I feel like to me, like I feel like before it would have been Josh Hart, but right now, uh, it just makes more sense to do OG, OG at the four, considering. You know, Josh Hart is a little bit shorter. So I, I feel like I can see Josh Hart starting or I can see Grimes starting. I can see one of those guys starting. Most likely Josh Hart, I, I think, was, based on what Tibbs has been showing us so far. This was OG today and Brunson because he almost went through uh through B Jimmy Butler's right through his chest. Pull. Oh, <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> No, no one can tell me about Butler versus Brunson and who has the better team and who, like, he's the second best player. No, I'm sorry. He got school all day today. Brunson and Randall took turns. Schooling him. <laughs> Schooling Jimmy Buckets, yo. And, you know, in the playoffs, Jalen Brunson averaged 30 points in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler averaged, what was it, 20-something on low percentage? 24.8. 24 points. He had more help. That's all. And he had more help. And I, you, you kind of gave him a pass because, oh, man, well, he's injured and he's doing it on one leg. But Brunson had one ankle. <laughs> People will remember Brunson missed a couple of games and he was playing on a bad ankle and averaged 30 on 54% shooting. And nobody talks about that. And people, people, and people like Kansas still say he had a bad second round. Bruh. I, like, come on, man. Like, Brunson is a killer. Brunson is a cold stone. Did you see when he spun between two heat and get a flow? Did you see? Did you see that? Did you see when he hit bump Jimmy Butler off of him and hit the photo over Jimmy Butler? Did you see that? Did you see him do a stand down three point shot in the right elbow? Like, Brunson be cooking dudes, man. I can't. I can't take. I can't take these. He's not one a conversations. It gets my blood boiling. Get, I couldn't put him on the boat today because he wasn't. He wasn't. He was. He was on his sniper gang too. He was just a bull today in the China shop. See, there go the, the sniper right there. He was just, was just a bull in the china shop today. Exactly. It didn't matter who was on him. It didn't matter if he was tall, small. He, he from Rozier to to Jaime, they all got the work. All of them. To Martin, to Martin, whoever tried to two. If it was two of them, he was still going. You can't. Both of y'all can't hold me. Both of y'all can't hold him. And then, and he's a six foot tank too. He's not just like well, I'm gonna shoot you. Nah, I'm taking your six six ass to the paint, and I'm bumping you off, and I'm shooting the photo over you. Like, yeah, I had to, I had the prop ready for you. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. You already knew. We, this is this is what this is why this is why KOTV the way we are. That's, we be in sync. No Justin, but we in sync. Let's go. Let's go, Bruh. <laughs> Bad joke for you. Bad joke. My <laughs> Um, but but go ahead. I yeah, I do want to say um some things about Brunson too because I think with a lot of people when they look at Brunson's game and 
they don't want to give him his props and say that he's not a 1A player, whatever the case may be. Like, even on NBA Countdown today, Stephen A. Smith was basically saying that the Knicks can't win with Brunson as a 1A. But it's like, if you watch Brunson play, I think a lot of times people don't want to give him that credit because they see him as a small guard and they're like, you know what? You can't win with a small guard being that 1A player. And people... And people see this because they look at the teams that won throughout the years and they see how all these teams where these teams usually usually have a, you know, a big wing that's like dominant with the ball or whatever the case may be. And then teams that have the smallest player as their dominant player not really winning. But if you really look at Brunson's game, you study his game closely. It doesn't matter who you put on this guy. This this guy cooks anybody. It doesn't matter. You put a small guy on him. He's cooking him. You put a you put a big wing on him. He's cooking him. You put a big man on him. He's cooking him. And I'm like, that is the that is the that is the single definition of a 1A player. It doesn't matter who you put on him. He's getting a bucket. And that's what Jalen Brunson is. So I think people with the outdated takes, they need to update their takes and be and actually look at his game and look at the way he scores the ball. It doesn't matter whether it's a, whether it's a three-point shot, driving to the paint, mid-range, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's scoring. He's scoring. He's scoring. He's scoring. He's scoring. He- you talk oh, about, that's the legit definition of a 1A player. He's he talking like Stephen A actually studies tape. Like he, he, he doesn't study tape, bro. He he, no, he, he studies tapes, not tape. All right. You don't know what he, he, he don't know. He, he's, he's still he's still glazing over Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> when you think about the history of the NBA and the little man being the best player on the team, take the last 30 years, for example. The ones that come to my mind, Steph, AI, Zeke, Isaiah Thomas. Two out, two out of those three were able to win championships, multiple championships, with those players being the best on the team. For Curry's first and Curry's last, and the two for Zeke in Detroit. Iverson wasn't because it's all about who you put around them. Yeah, That team was a defensive. They have a lot of defensive vets on that team, on that Philly team, but they didn't have a whole lot of scoring. They're trying to get that scoring from guys like the team Matumbo, Eric Snow, yeah. Aaron McKee, Tyrone Hill. These aren't guys that were known for putting a ball on the floor. But Zeke and... Curry, they had shooters, they had stores, they had guys that would play both ends of a court. Brunson has that as well. He has familiarity with the hearts of DiVincenzo's. He's got shooting now with Grimes and DiVincenzo. He's got all NBA talent that's to him, the same way that Zeke and Curry did in Julius Randle. And he had defensive, a, a plethora of big guys who can store around the rim, be lob threats, great rollers in the PNR. Like Mitch, iHeart, Sims. It's about who you put around him. Everyone yeah. thinks about Iverson can win. Yeah, Iverson, what, that team wasn't built around his deficiencies as much as they were his his pros. You have to do both. Yeah, do both. Have. Well said. Well said. Facts. Well said. AI, one of my favorite players, and I hate the way the discourse around his game is um, because he really had no – the definition of no help. Uh, Tyrone Hill. When, Come on, when you think Tyrone Hill was his second leading scorer at 11 points. I'll never forget <laughs> it because I had this argument so many times. That's how you know how many times I've had this argument. I know off the back of my mm-hmm. head how much Tyrone Hill was averaging. Crazy. And that was in the playoffs. He was the second leading scorer, I believe, at 11, 11 points league game. Yeah. But- Point case about like that's it. That's all you got. That's it. That's it. Like I don't like like that ass. You know, like I like this this star stuff. Want to trade a star? He's not a one. Like I just almost I know the Knicks are trying to get a star, but I almost just want not to get a star just to prove a point. Like my 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 comp. I don't know. I'm like low key competitive. Sometimes I'm not seeing it, but I'm low key competitive. Like I really want. I really just want to win a chip with Brunson, and I want to win a chip with Brunson and Randall just, just to be like, 
and what? Like, just say something now, just to, just to, just to prove we can. Because I like, I'm starting to really believe like we just need some high level role players and we're good. I'm starting yes. to believe that. I just think Evan for Brogdon. They bet that's it. It's some picks. That's that's all you need. Don't be greedy, Portland. Just just take Evan. <laughs> just take Evan. Here you go. Here take you go. Evan. Just because I'm like, be can we talk about Dante today? Can we talk about Dante? Okay. Oh, you want to talk about Dante? Okay, I'm about to, I was about to apologize. Oh, okay. oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Apologize, can wait. please. Apologize, wait. please. Wait. My bad. My bad, queen. <laughs> what was you saying? Yeah, I'm funny. They like a lady want to apologize. Let her. Exactly. You don't interrupt that, right? <laughs> yeah, funny. Now, nah, I just wanted to give an apology to Precious real quick. I definitely wanted to give an apology to Precious. Uh, Let's go. You know, um, he's showing out. Uh, definitely showing, showing. Uh, he's lurking all the time. Mm. You know, I, I'm watching on defense. I know I'm mm -hmm. watching. Um, he is lurking all the time. That baby is a help defender on Max. Um, he comes out of nowhere and just he doesn't always get it. He doesn't really get it at all. He had a nice block against Jimmy today. I yeah, think. he did. Um, yeah, but other than that, he just deters the shot. Like he'll come from across the the, the court and just get an arm in your face. And that's enough. Sometimes that that is enough. So yes, I'm I'm like he looks more comfortable. He's playing within the, the team and not not shacking the fool. Um, yeah. So I de I definitely gotta give an apology and and I will tell people they definitely have to retire that Ash Chua because he's not playing like that anymore. And, uh, <laughs> you know that's what I was talking about too, y'all. Like I asked y'all, remember like three games ago, I I didn't understand the hatred. Oh, that's hatred. I, his, his IQ was showing me that he didn't have much. That's that's what it was. Yeah, in, 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 for me, it's 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 all about matchups with him. It's all about matchups with him. Um, and you know what the thing about Precious is right now that he's doing now that he wasn't doing um when he first got here, he's getting rebounds. Like he got ten sure. rebounds today. Yeah. Um, I felt like the last game he had a, a good amount of rebounds yeah. as well. So it's like yeah, ten. Hmm? He's holding on to the ball. Remember, we said if he held on to the ball, mm -hmm. he have a lottery. He's catching. He's catching the ball now. He's catching. He's he he's he's uh he had a couple. Of, I think he had like a steal. It's just offensively, he's a little bit shaky. He was he's two from seven today. Twenty six eighty percent. Like when, when I, I I just thought he was always in good position, and he, I liked how active he was on the backdoor cut. He he cuts to the basket a lot. Like that's just like his natural instinct is to get to the hoop. His hands, if he just improved catching and finishing around the rim, which we're seeing it at least on the second attempt, we're seeing a, a more crisp finishing. He could really he could be a weapon. We just started running plays for that because of his offensive awareness. I always liked him. Never saw. I never agreed with the criticism. I think now he's getting more comfortable with the plays and the read react system that Tibbs runs. Yeah. Now I, I agree with you. He just needs more offensively sometimes. That's really good. because there was there was two second units today. There's two second units today, and it's funny because I got into, shout out to state. I got into an argument about uh, with state over the second unit, and it was like a tale of two halves. Like this, the second unit in the first half was the reason why we got into the game because the, the first unit started slow. Um, then they this first unit started attacking like every. Every pass was a drop for like a good 10 minutes straight. And I was like, okay, Tibbs just told him to get aggressive. The second unit came in, they scored like 20 points. They went off. Julius Randle was passing up a storm. And Brad was hitting threes. Chew was cutting. Grimes was doing, it was looking great. 
Third quarter came when Randall wasn't playmaking. It was McBride. It was McBride and Pachulia pick and roll. And it was a failed pick and roll two times in a row. The offense started to stall. And Brunson had to come back in the game early. You know what I mean? So, it, like, those are the – this is what we're dealing with the second unit now. And I want to congratulate the second unit, too, because it's not me crapping on them. Because they have found – they have grown leaps and bounds. There was a time when they was getting five points. <laughs> I think they found their niche. Yeah. That's serious. I think they found out how to uh, make it work with them. Um, you've seen today Josh Hart trying to take over the, the responsibility of some of the the playmaking, and he didn't do a bad job. He hit Precious. He hit Precious with a nice pass. Mm-hmm. He set up Grimes. He was setting up some people. So that showed that he can do it, I guess, at a small in a small sample size. Sample. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so um, and I, I did notice the two two benches because one time, like I think it was the first half, I think it was OG <laughs> with the second unit, right? You said yeah. Like, it was first. It was first. It was Randall. Randall the second unit, and then they subbed out Randall and put OG Randall with the second OG, unit. OG, yeah, they did, and they did did the same kind of thing uh, second half. But I noticed that we we took our biggest leader game, and the only starter on the in the floor was Brunson. We took the biggest lead of the game, and it was Brunson, Precious, mm-hmm. Josh Hart, Grimes, and uh, yep. I'm missing somebody. Who else was it? Somebody else. But that 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 was it. And then Randall and everybody else was on the on the bench. I remember them because uh. They had panned it out, and he was, you know, doing doing Brunson's uh celebration. So yeah, they they uh the bitch is showing that they can find ways to 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 be effective, and mostly through a lot of through, through their defense. Um, they it seems like they're getting into teams' heads on that end, and they were able to get like some of our I think our only fast break points came from the bitch player types. Uh, Josh Hart, yeah. Grimes got us some. Nah. So, yeah, because they was they was kicking our behinds uh, in transition. It probably would have been a thirty point uh, blowout if we could get back on defense. Facts. But... That's a fact. <laughs> and, True. And, you guys, sorry. No, nah, no, nah, you're right. And, and salute to the, the Heat because the Heat pretty much said if we miss a shot, we don't care about the rebound. <laughs> that's why, like, that's yeah. why we had no prospect points. Every time a shot went up, all the Heat ran back to the other side. Yo, they were like, nope, they're not beating us in transition. We're gonna beat back. So. Um, it's just Josh Hart just runs on everything. Yeah. <laughs> so even if they're back, he forces you into early offense. So even if it wasn't like it wasn't like a, a, a it wasn't a lot of fast break points. Some it was just like oh well they're back, but it's still early offense and they're still off balance. So uh, that's what Josh Hart did today, and he he was great today. Yes, yeah, Josh Hart. I liked his minutes. I actually, he started the spark. Uh, he definitely um he he wasn't really set. He c- took a couple of threes, but he started going straight straight to the basket, full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, he was going through people too. He looked at Duncan Robinson yeah. as, like as, food. As, like every time he seen them, chicken. <laughs> yeah, like nuggets. BBQ chicken. He seen it every, all day. Like every time he seen them, he went. I know. I I was re- watching. He, Every time Duncan Robinson and Hero, he was like, it's like his eyes lit up because he immediately went from one to a hundred to the basket. No, nah, man, you're right. That's, that's the thing about the Heat, man. They they have good team defense, but you can bully these dudes. OG was like, oh, rookie on me? Shoulder, bully, Duncan. <laughs> Josh Hart, oh, who? Duncan Robinson, man, took to the. They, how many dunks? I don't, I don't How many dunks did the second unit have today? Like, I feel like everybody was dunking on the head. Had, I mean, McBride had a dunk today. Like, it, was, it was crazy. 
That that nice. dunk Josh Hart did surprised me. <laughs> me too. Yeah. It surprised me. Me it too. Definitely did. Yeah, with the left hand as well. And, and it was kind of funny because you know Josh Howard feeling himself today because there was a play in the fourth quarter where my man was dancing on a three-point line and threw it up. I was like, yo, if Josh Howard doing things like that, you know Josh Howard is feeling it today. Yeah. I said the same thing, right? <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. But I think he took this personal, you know, uh, it's some bad pictures circling the uh, internet about him in the, you know, in the in that playoff, you know, everybody puts the the the, the picture of Brunson not giving it to him wide open. Mm-hmm. You know that the, that play because he was scared so to shoot. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I felt today he was real intentional. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, this is not that. This is not that Nick team anymore. That's not that Josh Hart anymore. Like it was very intentional. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And uh, I also gotta give give it up to Grimes too because Dante today was it was interesting. Because uh, this is like a preview of what things could be like in the playoffs. Knowing what Dante's strengths and weaknesses are and OG's weaknesses are. Dante is a very good three-point shooter. But at the rim, he's not that good at going to the rim. Now, recently, in the last three or four games, Dante has been taking it to the rim a little bit more. Uh Today, it was a little bit shaky at the rim, and I felt like Tibbs fenced it a little bit. And that's why he probably, I think that's why he went with Grimes more towards the second half. Uh, because Grimes, I know, even though he hasn't really been good this year at going to the basket, he has a history of me able to finish. Like, he's been a good finisher his first two seasons with the Knicks. And I think. He's kind of building off the momentum he had with the last game into this game, man. I saw I saw an aggressiveness with Grimes this game that I haven't seen in a long time, where he's just like, I'm taking it to the rim. I'm finishing it over you. I'm, or I'm getting the foul. And I, I like that. That's the type of Grimes that we need. And if he plays like this, he'll be fine. I, I still don't want to change. I still don't want to trade, dude. I still want to. I like the option of having two shooting guards. Oh, one is a little bit off today. Let's throw Grimes in. Like, I like that. I, I want to keep that personally. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> I don't know how to convince you, Ebony. <laughs> nah. Yeah. You know, uh, I definitely, I, I'm loving the aggressive Grimes. That was something I had mentioned in the pregame space. Uh, I wanted to see if he could take, build on what he was doing from uh, the Nuggets and take it, you know, carry it on. Until this game and see if he could get, you know, a hot streak going for himself, get, build up the confidence. Because I would hate for him to get traded and it just may be a confidence issue yeah. or a slump or a slump. Because, you know, the defensive part of the, the, the game, it seems like he has really got it down packed. And the fact that I saw something that I, I don't really see from him often, he ju- he was jumping the passing lanes today. Yeah. So now Quentin Grimes is playing passing lanes. He didn't add that to his defensive repertoire. So, um. I would hate to trade that because he's missing a couple of shots. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I so I'm I'm Team Grimes and I'm rocking with him. And those I get it. Y'all would say, oh, because he homegrown. Or people that know me think of like the babies or whatever that may be. <laughs> yes, I'm riding for the babies, and I'm riding for Grimes. I, and it, it, I, what it is, I, I'm gonna be riding for Grimes like I ride for Mitch now. That that's just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I think we're going to play as of late because 
maybe outside of the last few games, he was looking kind of shaky on offense, but of, but of course the defense was always there. So it was like, okay, if the Knicks were going to trade, you know, Grimes and a pick or whatever the case may be to bring in somebody to help supplement the bench and would help with the playmaking and good and provide more scoring off the bench. I think at that time it seemed like it was it was the right thing to do because at that point Grimes was kind of it looked like he was kind of checking out a bit on the offensive side of the ball. And he wasn't really producing on offense, but now it seemed like he kind of rejuvenated himself. And now not only is he playing defense, like, you know, like Ebony and JL has said, like he's actually being more aggressive now, getting to the basket, finishing out the finish got the basket, drawing fouls, you know, getting to the free throw line besides just taking threes. Yeah. So now we're actually seeing the true value of Grimes and what he brings to this team. And now it's like, okay, if Grimes is gonna if Grimes is gonna be playing like this, do you still wanna really trade? Grimes, you know, like at this point, it seems like you're better off, you know, leaving him here and give him a chance to, you know, really show what he can do, especially since he's looked like he's been rejuvenated. And look, I'm not in the front office, so I'm not sure what the Knicks are going to do. But if the Knicks do decide to trade Grimes, with the way he's playing as of late, you're not going to trade Grimes and a pick. Because basically, Grimes is a first round pick. He's a first round, like, draft pick right there. So, yeah. like, if you do go that route, don't give up a don't give up a whole lot of picks in that same deal because Grimes is balling, but hopefully the Knicks keep him and he and they allow him to grow up with this squad and hopefully he's here after the trade deadline. If we're gonna trade Quentin Grimes, it should not be to fix our backup playmaker yeah. position. It should be for something bigger. It should be included in the DeJounte Murray trade. I love Jordan Partson. And if we don't trade Grimes for Jordan Partson, I'm gonna be okay with it. I think if we get him, we can win it all. But I also understand and accept it's an overpay at this point because Ryan's right. We have so many picks that are protected. That Dallas one and the Milwaukee one, those two picks should be packaged over Grimes because giving out Grimes, who you bring in to replace him? Because now George Parks is going to take do some Bride's minutes. Where did the minutes that Quentin Grimes was producing? You're still in that quagmire where now you're either you're playing Precious more at the three and four. I mean, at the three instead of five. Don't just keep Grimes. Get that backup playmaker, like Ebony said, for two seconds, and Evan, and get Brogdon, and let's win this damn thing this year. Come on. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely agree. And I can see Grimes getting more time right now with Julius. If Julius Randle out, like we said, you can probably see OG sliding to the floor, Josh Hart starting, which is going to open up even more opportunities for Grimes and Dante to get minutes. Um, so I can definitely, I can definitely see him playing a lot more. Hopefully, we figure out how to how to supplement some offense get things going i don't know you might see brunson i start averaging 50. i'm not gonna hold you maybe maybe he feeling himself he got a lot of chips on his shoulder you know i told you my favorite player is current player is steph steph curry and uh he takes the the, the fuel like the hate and he reads it during halftime mm. of his games like he'll read it in between halftime mm. of the games and things of that nature to help you know fuel more hate i guess whatever you need to do for motivation so you think about all these things that other people say and i'm hoping that you um randall yeah because they do talk about him crazy too and brunson especially as you know doing the same thing um and it seems like that's what he's doing you know keep doubting me type thing that's and, for sure that now nah, i believe that all the great players do that i remember kg said that like kg used to make up fights yeah <laughs> I, I i can tell you as a as a uh a, a underdog for most of her her uh playing a basketball career it, it does fuel you 
it adds an extra chip on your shoulder. Um, you 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 small and you going up against these big people. You go snatching the rebounds, looking at them like, how you let me get this? You know, you just get just mm-hmm. it's just that extra little fire you have. It, it helps. It, it really does though. But it does. I hope it does because they they had talking a lot of crap. He got a lot of material. It does. <laughs> and yo, did you I, real quick? Speaking of the John, I know you mentioned Dejounte. You have you seen the John? I don't know what you. I I think it's true. I don't know AI Photoshop. I I was one of the first ones to to, to share it. Actually, I shared it in the in the space. It's it's true. It's uh is a um DM from I think him and a fan or so. Oh, I'm and that that's that's it. That's that's it. And they, they leaked the DMs. Um, it's nasty. But I again, I I tell people I I remember. I definitely remember us uh, after he got traded to the Hawks. He had a a bunch of series of social issues, and one of them was with Bonchero. Him and Bonchero got into it in the summer league things. So to me, you know, that's why I always said his temperament. I always mentioned that people like, well, he had a great interview. And I always mention how uh, Kyle Kuzma has the best interviews, y'all. He sounds like the best team player ever. And it doesn't translate on the court. So he could talk a good game. That's all I'm saying. Uh, man, yo, this is wild. I, I yeah. read this. I was like, what? Do you want parts of this, Jay? You want parts of that? Listen, all my... T- <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is... I'm going to read what he wrote, what he said. Come watch practice. Okay, what was the first thing I said? He was yelling at a fan in the DMs, pretty much. It says, come watch practice and see the team play together, then watch the games and see another team. Also, if you want my job, come get it. I want to see you be told one thing in practice and used a way in practice. And when the real game start, it's totally a different game. Come run up and down the sidelines with no rhythm and flow. Come be a spot up shooter. Oh yeah. Not to mention actually watch the games and see how long I'm out the game when I sit and how long I actually get to make decisions as a playmaker. Like that part right there was one of those things that make you go, because hmm. you already know with Tibbs, you don't have control. But yeah. You do what he want or you don't play. It's, it's, so, he sounds like he wants his own team. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like the Wizards is, is for him then. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it does. You joking, buddy. <laughs> you see, y'all going to make me y'all gonna make me defend the dude because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say something right quick because I watched, I watched the Hawks play. I've seen a couple games this season. I see why this dude is upset. When he went with the way the Hawks play defense, honestly, because imagine, imagine you as a player, you're playing on this team, people coming at you for your poor defense or whatever the case may be. But yet, when you look at the Hawks play team defense, it's straight ass cheeks. It's ass. So quite- one one guy, one guy cannot the way the Hawks play defense. One guy cannot. All of a sudden, make that Hawks defense so much better. I watched the game last night against the Dallas Mavericks. Luca out there doing whatever the hell he want to do. There's little to no resistance. Luca driving by everybody. He walked to you the know, basket. No, literally. Okay, nobody, question. Question. No, question. No, nobody. Nobody. Nobody's rotating over. Nobody's stopping the ball. Nothing like that. And and then on top of that, when Dallas is when I when I watch the game as well, they don't even attack the Jonte Murray on defense. They're attacking other guys on defense. They don't even and then the, and then the one and then the one time where Atlanta was like, "All right, you know what? 
I'm gonna switch to Jonte Murray on Luke on Luca. Well, Luca's going off. That that was the only time in the game where I see Luca actually slow down on offense. That's the only time I saw it slow down on offense. And then on top of that, when and look at look at the way he he ended the message. He was like, "Y'all worrying about stats over wins." The guy wants to win. That's why he's acting like that. He wants to win. He's not really worried about his stats. He wants to win games. And at last, he's not winning right now. Then on top of that, if you there, if you there in practice and they're like, okay, you know what? This is what we're practicing. This is the role that you're going to play and blah, blah, blah. Then when the game starts, you're playing a whole different role. How are you not supposed to be upset? Because what you're doing in practice, it ain't translated to the game. So, I mean... Yeah, people want to nitpick and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you put the guy in a winning situation, he's going to ball and he's he, not going to complain because he's actually, he's actually winning games and he knows his role. You, you, not, but, you, but if the I, role is not defined and, and, and in practice it's one role he's playing, then in the game it's another, and then in the game it's a different role. Yeah, I understand that. But what I don't understand, right? Because I just sent, I sent it to the chat that it's been whispered uh, from the, yesterday's game that. Uh, Quinn Snyder was trying to run plays and he called them off multiple times yesterday. So like he just going rogue. So even if they are doing you wrong, that ain't the way that's not the way you get out or handle it because it looks bad for your next employer. I, I'm you, you, Ryan, I'm not even talking about the defense. You might be absolutely right at the defense. Yeah. And you're right. Like the Atlanta Hawks, butt cheeks. He wants out. He's, he's probably going through it. I get all that. I'm just saying it sounds like today he wants to run the team. That's the only thing I'm pointing at. It seems like today he wants to be the playmaker and he wants to run the team. And that's not what he'll be here. He'll be the third guy. That's the only thing I'm pointing at. I don't even think he'll be the third guy, to be honest. I think he'll be the fourth guy. You, I think I think OG is that third. I think that's his spot. Uh, I think he he feels what it's like, and he ain't gonna give it up back up. Um, you've seen the, the mid, that's that's serious. You've seen the mid range, my man, feeling feeling himself, looking right. Yeah, the mid range is Brunson Brunson Randallish, uh, and that's that that uh, step back he did a couple times in that by the free throw line. So yeah, I, I don't think he would be number number three. At very right. minimum, there will be a battle for number three. Yeah, but I mean, even me, like. I'm I've, I've kind of cooled off of Murray because I see how the team is performing and I'm like, you know what, Murray's not really a big need. Seeing how the team is performing, you you more you more need someone like a backup playmaker off the bench to really supplement this team and to get them to the next level. But at the same time, like I'm a, I'm gonna defend the dude because I watch a couple Hawks games and I see why that man is frustrated. Like I see why it, it's hard to be happy in that situation and the Hawks playing the way they play. I mean, you're a defensive player and you got fans coming at you because they're saying you don't play defense, but yet look at the way your team plays defense. Like, come on now, one guy ain't gonna change that. I, I feel I do feel that though, because I do I feel that way when they talk about how Grimes doesn't play defense, and I'll be sitting there scratching my head. I'll be like, wait, when did, like when did that narrative start that Grimes don't play defense? Are y'all watching the same games I be watching? So I I definitely get that because I don't know what happened to even start this conversation. All I seen was this going around yeah. the internet. Yeah, but but I think it's clear as day that he wants out because he, he wants out. But he's so clearly it's like yeah, he's he's played his last game for the Hawks. He wants out. He's he's out of there. <laughs> yeah, Trey might want out too, y'all. Trey might be going out too. So I agree. Uh, it I might think... just be Murray's team. <laughs> <laughs> we we've seen Leon Rose in the front office 
uh, go after guys and they want someone, they get them typically, uh, especially if they're available and they're not, the organization isn't run by either Danny Ainge or uh, Masai Ujiri. So the Hawks are a team that we have dealt with and done business with in the past. There's a relationship there. There's, yeah. there's an open door policy for to pick up the phone and have a conversation. We've done deals. If we wanted DeJounte Murray, I think we would have had him already. It's, it hasn't been an exorbitant asking price. There, I think there's enough there. And this team does intel, unlike any other front office under James Dolan. They do their research, backdoor channel conversations. They ask about character. They find out what kind of dude they are, what kind of teammate they are, what kind of voice they are in the locker room. It, if they blow off calls from a the coach, they know about these things. If, it, if there's a history there, repetitive history. So I think there's a reason why they haven't went after Murray. And there's enough there on his personality on the court as a teammate that we're not going to see a trade uh, now or in the future for him. He doesn't seem like a guy that Tibbs is going to be able to have controls the wrong word, influence over to play his I, way like OG, Art, and DiVincenzo do. I mean, he might. I'm, like, you know what? I'm not even – I'm not even gonna go that far because the Knicks are different. They're a different animal. Like we have guys who want to win, who care about winning here. They don't care about winning anyway. And we have defensive guys here, and it seems like he might actually care about defense. You know what I mean? So he might actually like. I don't know. Like, I feel like at least the competitiveness here he would he would like, but I just it just seems like he just wants he wants the ball. I feel like he's just gonna want the ball at this point of his career. Because he's been he's been in he's been with the Spurs where he wasn't where he's been with the Spurs where he was averaging what what nine assists a game goes to Atlanta where he was second fiddle I kind of feel like he wants to feel that it seems like he wants to feel the way he did when he was with the Spurs when he had the ball in his hand like that's what it seems like to me anyway I don't know yeah um, I'm just gonna add like one last thing um I mean honestly like. Seeing his demeanor and things of that nature, like I, to me, I think he's a player that just wants to win. Like he just wants to be in a winning situation, and I do think that if he was to be traded to the Knicks, I do think he would be happier with the Knicks than he was with Atlanta. Just for the simple fact, the Knicks are winning games, and the way the Knicks play defense, that would actually complement the way he plays defense. So I think he, I think so. I think uh, he would fit in. I feel like he would fit in more. Like he feel like he would be a better fit with the Knicks. But at the same time, it's like you, you just don't know whether he's going to want to either be the main guy, as in running a point guard on a team, or if he's going right. to actually if he's going to actually accept the role and be like, you know what, he's going to buy in to what Thibs wants from him and, and, and you know, take a lesser role knowing that, you know, he's here with Brunson, Randall, OG, and these guys as well. So, I mean, that's the only conundrum, but I do think that the fact that Ian said the Knicks like him a lot, I do feel like the Knicks did their research and they do like him as a player. Like the Knicks, you know, I don't think Ian would say that if the Knicks would be if the Knicks were like, you know what? Yeah, I agree. Man. I don't like I don't like his personality or whatever the case may be. So I think the Knicks. So I think the Knicks front office thinks that if if they were to bring in Murray, he would fit in and he would buy in. Mm-hmm. But I think, but I think if, if if I'm making a guess because I'm not in the front office, I don't know what the hell's going on. But if I'm to make a guess. What I feel like is Atlanta has their price, the Knicks have their price, and it's not matching. That that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, Ryan. Cause I, I I do feel like the Knicks probably like his competitiveness and the way he approaches things. I I think it's price based. Me, I just personally not sure if there's enough basketballs here. 
Um, that's that's how I see you anyway. And, but really, hopefully, I don't know. Like I said, I don't I don't know what's going on with OG. Like I'm I'm starting to have, I'm starting to have faith in OG. I'm starting to have faith in OG that maybe he can create some. Uh, so I'm waiting to see what that experiment looks like. We, and we might find out sooner rather than later because we're not sure how long Randall will be out. So I put the binoculars away for OG. Put the binoculars away. All right. I'll take it. OG has shown enough. Yeah, he's shown you enough. You know, <laughs> no, no more binoculars. No more binoculars. If, if they come out, it ain't for OG. <laughs> exactly. I hear you. I, and to just shout out something right quick because I forgot who it was, but it was somebody on Twitter. This is when the Knicks just traded for OG, and this and this guy made a whole like video compila compilation of like OG playing offense with the Raptors, and he and he was basically pointing out so many things that OG did, and he was like, "There's offensive potential to be unlocked with OG." I don't know what I don't know what account it was because it was a random account that popped up on my feed, but whoever that dude was. He was definitely right because now since he's been with the Knicks and he's gotten more comfortable, you see him more and more to his game. And it's like, and you're like, oh snap, like this, 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 nah, you know, there's something. a lot more to his game offensively. And you know, like JL has said, because JL is definitely pointed out, the man is looking like a claw light right now. He looking, yeah, he looking like quarter water collide. I, 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 today I saw today I saw him create his own three. I saw we're gonna call him the club. We're gonna call him the raptor. <laughs> the raptor. The, oh my gosh. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, but they today I saw him create his own three. I saw him uh do the, the shoulder, the wonderful shoulder push mid-range. And then I seen him go to the basket with, with gusto a few times, creating space with his shoulder. So it's looking really three-level scorer right now. It's looking, it's looking like that's what it could be. And then it's just kind of figuring out where we're on the floor, are your teammates, where you can get them to borrow after you create. Like that's like that. Once, once you're a three level scorer, then it's just trying to figure out like where to get your teammates the ball. And there's been like a, there's been a lot made about his shaky handle. But if you don't if you don't dribble that much and you just make one or two dribble moves, you're fine. Like you don't have to dribble seven, eight times to be effective as a basketball player. I told you that was me basic. I got where I had to go, but I wasn't do 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 do. I wasn't in wanting it. I was I was you know a little bit more of like playing with you. Do a little like I'm going here and switch with you know play like you know I'm a shoot has he you a couple That's times it. things of that nature. Yeah, hey, Alan Houston made a whole career That's about it. with shooting one two dribble pull ups. All he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one two dribble pull ups, line drive, finish. That's it. And, and <laughs> we had another OG smile sighting. Look that at that. He's happy. Look at that. That boy happy. Uh, he happy after, to be a Nick. <laughs> yeah, after Josh Hart's in one, he had a big old smile. Mm -hmm. uh, so all those Raptors saying, OG don't smile much. Uh, he's smiling. <laughs> we smile once, twice a game. Absolutely. <laughs> that boy smiling. That boy smiling hard. Uh, yeah, man. Well, welcome, welcome to the Knicks, OG. Welcome to the Knicks. <laughs> and, 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 and since Ebony mentioned it, it just it just or something too that I need to get off my chest. Josh Hart, I think that Josh Hart disrespect needs to stop now. Mm -hmm. It needs to stop because he's been showing up, and now we're seeing the true value of Josh Hart on the squad. So the Josh Hart disrespect, yeah, it needs to stop. It needs to no. go away. No uh, more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said no. 
I'm not there yet. No, I, 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 I got disrespect left. You let it go to Josh. <laughs> I do. Come I on. do have disrespect. I do have disrespect yet. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see the rest of the season. I see the playoffs. I need to see him not be tentative. If- it's okay. You break, you break. Just don't be scared to shoot. That's all. I like the, I mean, the effort's always there, though, right? The defense has been awesome. Love the one-man transition. We haven't really had that since Obi left. I love that someone can go down, get a bucket. He's finishing around the rim well. Uh, he's actually doing a little playmaking, too, with that second unit. We need it. Now yeah. that IQA here, we need him to step up in those capacities. I just need that Jack- shot, to, yeah. that shot to be taken. Yeah. For it to fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a jack of all trades. Like, you know, um, I I I'm a Josh Hart fan. You know, I didn't I'm not one that I see his, his I can see his value. I know that his game translates better in the playoffs. As you can see, this today was a playoff environment. And look at the level of his play. You get what I'm saying? So I, I understand that that's that's where his where you see what Josh is about or what he adds to your team more is in that playoff type of setting. Absolutely. I have an almost apology, but y'all know how I feel about this. What's what's this? Wait a minute. What's y'all two? Because yeah, because this is the one I was telling y'all about. Because he always make me regret it, so I, I don't want to do it. Really. Oh, Randall? No, Tibbs too. Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, 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 no, I'm not apologizing. Wait a minute. I, told y'all. <laughs> I said almost. I won't do that again. Okay. I, I learned my lesson. He done fooled me about three times. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a fool. I'm not doing it no more. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Okay, what? What's your own? Okay, you know what? What's your almost like apology? Almost, and what, I'm, what I'm going to do, Ebony? I'm be the most positive ever I'm, I've ever been about to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit this way? out to make it sound like an actual apology. I don't know apology. if I want this, though. Okay. I don't know if I want to be on film with the podcast. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just messing with y'all. But for real, I'll be the positive that I've ever been about to. All right? Okay. Today, he showed adjustment. Today, Tiz was not on the first team all defense. He wasn't, he didn't get in his own way. He didn't overthink today. Today was very smooth, very, mm. very. He went mm. what was working. He went with who was impacting the game. Yeah, he did. So I have to give Tibbs his flowers because he did all this. He had Grimes finishing out the games because mm-hmm. Dante was off today. He had pressures out there. I told y'all that we took our biggest lead of the game with with one starter on the floor. Mm-hmm. That is in the fourth quarter at that, yes. y'all. That was the fourth quarter. That's true. So, like, these, this is diff- This is what I'm asking for. Just play who's impacting the game. Don't, don't, make, don't make it overcomplicate the situation. And he did, didn't do that today. He didn't get in his own head. He didn't let Spo get in his head. He just coached the, his game today and, and smiling while doing it, actually. So, I have to give Tibbs his flowers for t- the last couple of games. Okay. Um, all right. And I noticed that we implemented guard on guard picks a lot more. Before it was just Josh Hart. Now it was Dante. Now it's uh, Grimes also. And they're doing it between. It doesn't even have to be Brunson all the time. So he's adding more to the offense. I don't know if it's him or somebody in his ear, but whoever it is, thank you. Mm. Appreciate you. He he did it in the yeah, playoffs that, last year. That's as close year. as you're going to get to apology tips. <laughs> <laughs> he, he started doing that in the playoffs last year. He started doing that in the playoffs last year. So he's probably thinking, oh, it's the heat. It worked in the playoffs last year. But this year, we actually got shooters. So we can actually, you know, do it this year. So now you're right. Because usually you will see the picks with Randall and Dante. Today, we saw uh, Brunson and Dante. So Grimes, too. Yeah. So now you're right. You're right. We back to the guard on guard picks. Uh, it, it It keeps the bigs from blitzing. Our, our guards and kind of trapping them in, in weird places on the floor where we can't get the offense going. So um, 
Nah, yeah, you're right about that. So, so salute the Tibbs. I'm gonna give Tibbs some, some love too. Oh, I like the last game. Sims absolutely should have been the dude out there playing the center position. I heart was obviously not, not playing yet, but I thought it was a really important game for for us to utilize Sims and his big build. This game, not so much. This was a game where Precious should have played more minutes, and he did. And I love that even with I heart back on a minutes restriction, I mean, he only played 16. He went with Precious over Sims, which I thought was a right move to keep a man on the perimeter guard that Kevin loves uh, and that Bam Adebayo slowing down their playmaking ability because I really didn't want Bam to become a high-level playmaker like it was in the playoffs. That's when they are super dangerous because their role players did more wide-open shots on the three-point line when Bam is, is a playmaker opposed to Terry Rozier. So, hey, going with Precious over Sims, I was impressed. I'm glad he made that move. And those type of adjustments from game to game, depending on what the defense is, the offense has given you, I want to see more of that. And tonight he did it. Yeah. Salute. So tips look best with here. Watch, watch, all, look, watch all the unsubscribes happen now. We give him for the tips drops. Look at them. <laughs> it, 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 it won't happen. Often. This the closest. This, it's the closest. I, I I'm gonna edit all no, this. We need to make it look like an apology. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I'll just put some words at the end. I'm not trying to do that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I will do that. I'm not trying to do that. I see you. I see you. That's what I'm getting. There you go. There you go. He sees you, Tibbs. You did good today. If everybody sees you. She's watching, though. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely still watching. She's got binoculars out for you. On deck. On deck. Salute to the chat, though. 121 in the chat after the Knicks win. The Knicks won six in a row, beating the Miami Heat, smacking them, owning them on rivalry day. So congratulations to the Knicks. Too bad, so sad for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler looking like nothing. And my guy, 1A Jalen Brunson, looking like the man. I'm loving it. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Fritz. Shout out to Stanley Novak. Shout out to Knicks 100 GM. Shout out to Mark Bessois, I say I felt like I felt like I said it right. Bessois, shout out to Felicia Lee, shout out to Nick Prophet Curry TV, shout out to Nick King John 1985 as Parker Snipes Entertainment Show Quan, shout out to Anna Grill, everybody rock with the KOT Show. Uh, if you like the show, hit that like and subscribe. If you're new to the channel, I appreciate all the love and all the support that we've gotten over the last few weeks or so your months. Uh, channel is growing, the viewership is growing, the everything is growing. So I appreciate all the support. And we're still trying to get to 10K, though. You, you got to get to 9K before we get to 10K. So hopefully you guys enjoy the show and new subscribers. Uh, come join the family, man. We we joke, we laugh, we give insight, and we crack jokes. So I think you would like it here. Also, if you want to, the Discord is open. I don't think I'll put the Discord link up. But the Discord is open if you want to talk next Um, But um, let's get to some some news. Let's get to some news real quick. We got Ryan eight minutes. That's news. Oh yeah, I we like got <laughs> yes Ryan. I a. like Ryan eight minutes. Ryan Archie. I mean, Ar Ryan Archie. Ar Ar somebody. Archie. I'm not doing that. Ryan Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Archie. A. Yeah. Archie Dacano. Archie Dacano. Yeah, I think that's how his name. His last name is pronounced. Oh, 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 you know what? Too. Oh, shout out to Brooklyn Butch. Gives a five dollars chat. I'm sorry. Or forty. I'm sorry. Four dollars and ninety nine cents super chat. He hey. says, "Don't." Don't give thought to a guy who said OG didn't move the needle. Now he's worshiping him. Stephen A is a joke. Listen, you don't gotta tell us he's a joke. <laughs> we 
We already know he's coming to you over here. You don't you don't gotta tell us. Captain of the Goof Troop. You can leave messages in Discord. Okay, so let's get to it, man. Uh, there's some news that I want to talk about. It's kind of small, but kind of I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I've heard the Daniel Gafford rumors kind of floating about next, like uh, I think Bleacher Report or something was talking about. Uh, yeah, Bleacher Report was talking about Daniel Gafford being here, and I was like, okay, well, we'll see. But then Ian wrote about it yesterday, and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what's happening here? So I'm going to touch on it. I'm going to read the article that Ian wrote. So here we go. It says, Quentin Grimes drawing trade interest from Hawks, Wizards, Jazz, Knicks, intrigued by Daniel Gafford. Intrigued. What does that mean? Intrigued. Intrigued. What does that mean? Things that make you go, hmm. Ian Begley, NBA Insider, writes, Grimes just fine. The Knicks are 11-2 since OG Anobi trade. They have the NBA's best defense over that span and second highest net rating. Um, only the Cleveland Cavaliers net rating is higher than the New York Knicks. Side note, Cleveland Cavaliers ha has played a bunch of easy teams. Detroit twice, Wizards twice. That's that like so. I mean, I guess they should have it. Kind of like us, I guess. Whatever. I'm. I, I feel like I'm hating. I probably am. All right. <laughs> it's not hyperbole to say that the Knicks is one of the best three week stretches in its recent franchise history. It all started obviously with Andy Yamanobi trade. The Knicks next trade may determine just how far the club can go in postseason. Uh, they're looking for a secondary ball handling help. You guys already know that. And Quentin Grimes, name of it. Quentin Grimes' name is in the middle of it all. Mm, no, let me fast forward all this. Let me get to this part because we already know all that information. Baffert on the radar. Washington's interest in Grimes is noteworthy for several reasons. One of them, the Knicks have Wizards big man Daniel Gafford on their radar. Sources confirm. The interest in Gafford comes while New York is dealing with injuries to Isaiah Hartenstein and Mitchell Robinson earlier this month. The Knicks were optimistic that Robinson could return before the end of the regular season. Hartenstein has missed two games due to left Achilles issue. I feel like this Achilles stuff is nagging too. I don't know if that's what it is. He played with similar ailment last season. As you expect, there is some concern over Hartenstein's health and his availability moving forward. Hence the interest in 25-year-old Gafford. Gafford is averaging 10.7 boards, two blocks, and one steal per game in 38 starts for the Wizards. But maybe the Knicks won't have a need for center in two weeks from now. Precious Achillo has played well for the for in past three games. He and Jericho Sims both played key roles in New York's win over Brooklyn. All right. So, man, it's like, okay, so we, we have we have the Knicks interest and Daniel, we have Mitch Robinson to me, who's obviously the better player. I think everybody agrees that Mitch is better than Dan Daniel. We have Hartenstein, who might need a contract extension, but I don't think he's going to be that expensive to where we can't afford it. It might he might be fourteen million. So 
like I'm not understanding the Gafford interest if you feel like Mitch is coming back and you feel like Hartenstein is coming back, unless two things. The only two things I can think of is you feel like you're not sure if Hartenstein will be back and it's going to be a nagging injury or you also feel like Mitch is like um, Mitch is too injury prone and you might want to flip Mitch because you're, you're afraid that even though you know he's a better player you want him to be available and you're not sure about his availability moving forward so you figure we'll take on Gafford to who might not be as good but you, we know he'll be here um, that's the only thing I can think of right now because we have Precious and, and we have Sims who are playing well for us. So that's the only thing I, I can think of that they might be thinking. I don't know what you guys read on it might be. I mean, that Gaffer's nice, but it's not like you're bringing in a veteran with a bunch of playoff experience. What's it, what's the real difference between him and Sims, in my opinion? Like the impact, I think, is greater with Gafford, especially the rim protection. He's a great weak side shot blocker, but overall, he's not worth giving up pieces to go get when you have Sims and Precious in the rotation. If it's a package deal, it's maybe like uh Diddy Avisha with Gafford, Tyus Jones with Gafford. I'm more interested, but just Gafford, I'll pass. Yeah, we get Tyus Jones and Denny. Yo, they're not all in. I can't see them trading Denny. They are not trading me, Denny. Me neither, but I'm all in on that. Yes. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not with yeah, I'm not with the Tyus and Gafford combo. Uh I don't want to uh I feel like McBride, Tyus Jones uh backcourt for the bitch would be kind of disastrous a little bit. I'm not, I don't know. I don't wanna you know, I don't have a crystal ball or nothing, but I I, I have a hunch that it, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> right, because it's like Gaffer costs $12 million, So, like, we know our prime targets. We're trying to get rid of Evan, right? We're trying to trade Evan. So it's like Evan is 18 mil, 18.5. Gafford is 12. So it would have to be Gafford and somebody. It's not going to be Gafford by himself. Right. If 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 you're only if we're really just trying to trade Evan, then it's who? Gafford and who? Gafford and Tyus gives you twenty four million. God, I, I, like, I like Tyus Jones, but his height is the only thing that's 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 uh, the uh only you know, thing. Yeah, only thing. Yeah. The only thing. I agree with you. I remember telling before you got here, I told Jay, I remember her point was something you can't argue. And you're right, his height. There's no arguing. <laughs> it's it's too small of a backcourt, especially with clothes. You don't want two six one guys closing in the backcourt. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's not nice because he's short. I'm just saying right. that right now, the way our team is set up, that, that probably might be a disaster on the other end. Uh McBride yeah. and, and and Tyus in that backcourt. So are they I I don't want to say it, but but it seems like the money might work. Gafford is twelve million. Tyus is fourteen. Twenty six. That's twenty six. We okay. have <laughs> we have Evan who's eighteen or eighteen and a half. 
Then we have Grimes, who is what? Three. Three. That's twenty-one. Then it'll probably be it'll be it'll probably be Grimes, Evan, and Ryan A. For Tyus and Daniel. That's the only thing I can think of that they no might trade exception. Hmm. Trade exception. Yeah, um, I think the trade exception would be able to fill up um the rest of that deal if it is Fournier and Grimes. Probably. Can you can you combine trade exceptions with um salary? Fritz, Fritz, our, our resident uh uh NBA business guy. Can you do that? Yeah, Fritz says they can't use the trade exception, so they would have to throw in Ryan in that deal. So it would probably be Fournier, Grimes, Ryan, and their first. Stanley first trying to Stanley Novak is trying to suit up. Talk yeah. about finding I was <laughs> so yeah, like so it would be it would be Evan, it would be Evan, Ryan, and Grimes, Matthias, and Gaffer. That makes us better, y'all. I mean, it, it does. That's a finals run team right there. Who are we giving up again? You said we gotta give up who? It would be Grimes and Evan. Grimes. Yeah, I'm. I, I can't give up six five for for Tyus six, and not unless they're gonna get somebody in that in that in that uh buyout market. And if the answer is Gordon Hayward, no. It's because <laughs> it's, it's weird because it's like you have Tyus here who's six one. You're trading Grimes, so now you have a backcourt on the bench of Tyus. Who's six one and Deuce? Who's like six two? Uh. <laughs> Not to mention Precious being our backup uh, center. Who's at six eight? So we we got this. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all for short players, but man, you can't have like three. You can't have three oh, people in the bench. No, Do you think it's possible that we could pull this trade off without including Grimes. Yeah, if we do that. We're winning it all. Yeah, Fritz says Fournier and Ryan is enough, but it's going to put Knicks over the tax. Worth it. We'll win the championship this year. Yeah, we if they could get those pieces, if they could get a piece without giving up Grimes, to me, yeah, I, I think there, yeah. I think, I think, we got to shut the shot. Agreed. I, I told you with Milwaukee, with Milwaukee, they can't defend anybody. I'm really not worried about Milwaukee. They got a lot to overcome. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah uh, they must have got their butt beat by Cleveland again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a believer. Yeah. Philly, Philly, they could play both ends of the court, but you see, they they going through injury issues themselves, and that looks different. Their team looks different when you go through injuries because they still so star heavy, kind of, you know. Um, Shoot, we going to injuries injury issues right now. Yeah, but we got a team. Well, we'll we'll see after this because Randall is a big. Like we have a team, but losing Randall and Brunson, like losing any one of those guys, is a is a big deal. Yes, yeah. the whole thing with, with with losing Randall, um, the spacing, like you know, another ball handler, creator. But if the hoop, depending if they if that plug Josh Hart in there with OG in them, then you got somebody else to to play that area, kind of, you know, not not on the Julius Randall uh level, but enough to get us by. Right. Yeah. So it's it's not a flaw. Right. I'll say I'll say this though. Um I know Julie Trent is gonna probably be out for a while, but I would like to see the Knicks go with iHeart, OG at the four, Grimes at the three, Dante at the two, and Brunson at the one, just to see the spacing for that team. Because the spacing is gonna be crazy and, and it should give Brunson a lot of wide open lanes to exploit. 
But I can also see teams also trying to trap Brunson and get the ball out of his hands as well. Exactly. But mm -hmm. yeah, oh. but 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 I think with the shooters that the Knicks have, they could probably take that. They could probably use it to their advantage and move the ball on the perimeter when he does get trapped and get some open threes and probably and hopefully knock him down. It's going to be interesting to see how the Knicks look without Julius Randle. What was what was your lineup again? <clears throat> I Heart, OG, Grimes, Dante, and Brunson. Yes. I, I want to see that lineup. I want. I've been wanting to see that. I want. I've been wanting to see Dante and Grimes in the same lineup all year. It hasn't happened that many minutes. No, nah, not that many minutes. It, it happened like I think in the, the actually happened in the Nuggets game recently. Um, they got some minutes together. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't happen often. I was looking at cleaning the glass last week. Looking at this is what you do when you're Knicks fan. You look at stupid stuff. I was looking at lineups with Dante. <laughs> I was looking at lineups with Dante and Grimes together. And there were certain lineups that was atrocious, but there were certain lineups that really worked that were the off where they were like a really high plus minus, but it was just it wasn't enough possessions to make a definitive, you know, call on whether it's good or not. You just you just figured two shooters, you're good. So um, but I feel like Tibbs is just afraid of the size difference. Like he all of a sudden he's afraid of. I was reading that all of a sudden he's afraid that Grimes is too small after he's been guarding small forwards for most of his career. It's kind of interesting. That sounds like an excuse to get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling that, Tibbs. I'm right. not feeling that at all. <laughs> yeah, but like Daniel Daniel Gafford, man, he, he 2.2 blocks a game. His field goal percentage is high, 69%. He might be leading the league in field goal percentage because when I was looking at his stats, it, had, it was bolded, which usually means you're number one in the NBA. So he might be leading the league in field goal percentage. Uh, when it comes to steals, he's pretty decent steal rate for his position. I mean, he would be a good addition. It's just, do we need him long-term if Mitch is back? And... What does that mean for iHeart? What does that mean for Mitch? If we have Gafford here and we have him here for two years, like, are we, is he just here for insurance or are we going to end up flipping him in the summer for somebody else? Yeah, I don't understand that, but maybe that's, that's a plan. They, they see a two part plan. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I would say no. You would say no. Yeah. If you had to give up Grimes, no. <laughs> Nah, I feel like I feel like we're gonna. I don't know, man. I feel like we're gonna regret. Uh, I feel like we're gonna regret trading Grimes. I just want to uh, clarify somebody. I didn't want Josh to start as a power forward. I would like o to see OG in the power forward. Maybe you could slide Josh in there, depending or Grimes, either or. I was just saying to 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 maybe put put somebody as another ball handler or somebody that could get to the rim. You could slide him in there and yeah. let him you know. Uh, in small sample sizes, do kind of what the, the area that Julius runs because I don't see OG doing that. My uh, my puppy's been wanting me to tell y'all that we got 165 people in the chat. Let's give a shout out to the chat and the friends for managing the chat and all the mods. Much love, y'all. Yes, thanks to everybody in the chat. Yes. That's you could have been anywhere, but you chose to rock with us. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and we appreciate y'all enjoying the KOT show, talking Knicks basketball. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What what y'all guys think in the chat? Would you trade for for uh Daniel Gafford? I feel like I've seen a lot more no's. I would. Hell no. As long as you don't give up Grimes. As Hell long yeah. as you don't give up Grimes. 
But yeah, he this whole article was written because the Wizards like grind. So <laughs> hopefully that's not what the case is. Where you be giving up grinds for Gafford. I need to see Mo. I need Mo. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I agree with a uh, user dash UL7EM2YL9W. I would rather have Kelly Olenek as well. Because I why not try something new? I know he's not a Tibbs guy. Obviously, he's not a Tibbs guy. But he's a hell of a playmaker. Five assisted game at the center position. And he shoots threes at a 40% clip. Well, we got yeah. Precious. We got Precious, though. What we need Kelly for? Danny Ainge <laughs> the devil. Defense. Because of defense. I mean, pairing Precious and Kelly Olenek, that's awesome off the bench. Danny Ainge. We don't need Kelly. We got Precious. That's the guy. What you trying to get give his minutes away for? Wow. (laughs) Are we we flipped places? Are we in Bizarro Land? Is Ebony Precious Hive now? (laughs) Nah, I'm just trying not to get Grimes traded. He going to Utah. He he out of here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If they trade with Utah, Grimes is out of here. Nah. If we trade the Utah, Utah's going to take Grimes three, three first. Yes. Yes. And like Utah is crazy with their trade demands, right? I don't trust Danny. Good with Utah. They Danny waited all the damn Knicks tax. Yeah, Knicks tax is high over there. Yeah, definitely with Danny Agent. And he don't care though. He, he really don't care who gets over there. He, he don't care how you think about him. I'm, I heard they got Mikel, or not Mikel, Miles Bridges and Josh Giddy on their list. They just like give us all the dirt bags. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> they said we got a history of dirt bags. We yep. got a bunch of them in the Hall of Fame. Come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> Utah is definitely the place where dirt bags thrive. So yeah, they should all be over there. Exactly. I think the agent can sense like nine. Oh. <laughs> and I know Josh. I did not mean to hit that button. My bad. Utah as well. You said Josh who? He's from Utah. Josh Giddy's gonna definitely love it in Utah. Oh, oh, oh facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Especially gosh. when it's minus twelve degrees. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. I can't with y'all. Man ain't trying to jump. Nothing over eighteen. No. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, yo. Y'all terrible. Oh man. Oh, man. Yo. <laughs> Bro pick time, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Bro picks, man. So what's, what's going on? The... Bro picks are, whoa, my, my screen just be doing crazy stuff. Man. You guys don't know what bro picks are. Bro picks are usually the worst plays of the game. And sometimes it doesn't have to be this game. It could be any game. And also, it could just be something bad or stupid or dumb that happened that you want to point out and get off your chest. I know... Uh, Candace was talked about this week. I know Stephen A was talked about this week. It could just be anything that grinds your gears. You want to get off your chest, really. Or just laugh at. So, uh, bro picks. I, I I feel like Eddie's been starting the bro picks this week. I don't know if it's the new trend. What's, ha- what's happening? Who, who Who's starting it off? It, it was just Candace was bugging. But we could let Ryan G. Okay, okay. It's right. Back to your regularly said schedule program. Okay. <laughs> Yo, to be real about it, I don't got a bro pick. I, <gasps> I, I don't have a bro pick today. I told. <laughs> it's all right. I got a clip. I got a clip for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got him loaded. <laughs> oh, no, okay. All right. What you got? I got a couple. Num- Uno, number one is the Hawks defense. That- oh, yeah. 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 I see Luca literally walk. To the basket with the most simple crossover in crossover history. It wasn't no, 
it was just really like the basic crossover you learn in a while when you starting. Mm. <laughs> That's what it was. And he got through four people with it. Uh so yeah, them babies quit. Bruh. That 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 that's not defense. Make defense great again. I should have had my hat. Yeah. Off of that one. Number two, I had to get him. I got to take his New York card too. Because you a certified hater. Hater on Hall of Fame. Kenny the Jet Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruh, 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 yeah. Bruh, bruh, bruh. For real. Nah. Like, how you insert yourself to hate? Like, you put yourself in there to hate. Like, with random people. Like, when first you mentioned Shaq, when that ain't work, you mentioned somebody else. And the whole time, Charles is telling you, but they were good already. Nobody knew Jalen Brunson was going to be this good. Like, give the give us some credit. Give the organization some credit, you hater. Yo, that oh, was some hating stuff. Exactly. He's just mad because he didn't get the job, the coaching job, and he's still bitter over it. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad and he didn't get it. People was talking about he can't stand on business. That's why his knees look like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My man got his legs. Yo, I wish I could yo. find that picture now. Yo, oh his, his legs look like the letter K, but it's all right. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I got another oh, one. Man. Nicki Minaj. What? Oh, this baby baby's. on a two day rent. I don't want to say if she's in her right mind. So I ain't even gonna expect it, but a two day rent. You you too you no, you're too old for that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Shout no, and her friends letting her do it. I obviously she doesn't have any. Shout, <laughs> shout out to my 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 class alumni. <laughs> oh, she wilding. If you can still go I'm dead serious. We graduated the same year, same school. Oh, for real, you need to go uh Nikki or, or whatever you called her. I don't got a phone you're number. Wilding. I don't <laughs> you still got <laughs> Yeah. You're Bruh. ruining your brand. Yo, but well, can I hold, pause? Pause one second. Can I just? Can I just? Can I just show you? Can you just show you something real quick? I'm just hold on. I'm gonna just show you something real quick. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> Yo, those knock knees are crazy. Standing on business or contract. <laughs> those there you knock go. knees are crazy. Yo, those knees are crazy. Look, you it look are, like a K. Tell me that I don't look like a K. You do look like a K. Every kiss yo, with me. Yeah, that's like a K. <laughs> yo, I wonder, yo, like, how was he able to play ball with, with those knees? Like, I just want to know, how was he able to do it? And yeah. jumping out the gym, too. He was a jumper. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Special. All right. Proceed. I just wanted to show you that. I got, okay. I got one more before, because uh, Nikki passed Nikki. Because uh, Bam got a bash, brother. We ain't see this coming. We ain't see the Bash brother. I ain't know he had one. Hame, you don't slide under nobody like that. Mm. Come on, come Bruh. on. Yeah, yeah man. I'll be tired of. I, I like being in the Heat, but I don't like playing the Heat because you don't know how many players. You know, Fifteen players come in, fourteen come out. Like that's the way it be coming when you play the Heat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like playing the, the Heat either because yeah, that that's crazy. That's nutty. I and mean, then they be crying about. Josh Hart, where well, that wasn't even intentional. They still crying about that one thing. Uh, that like Josh Hart went out there and tried to hurt Jimmy. Come on, come on now. Come on, we talking about Bam injured IQ. He got Brandon. injured lights, not highlights. Injured lights. Like, Grimes got a legal deal. screen. Like, come on now, y'all. Y'all clocked the whole team. Like, come stop it. <laughs> <Fast>. <laughs> Some, somebody is uh 
Somebody was uh oh angry Knicks fans talking about we gonna we not gonna be giggling. Dad, cause we lose one person, keep man, hope alive. Man, man, ignore him. That man mad for no damn reason. Ignore his ass. <laughs> I mean he's angry Knicks fan. Exactly, just living up to his name. <laughs> he's gonna be positive. <laughs> so it was next man up, but as soon as Randall go down, that that go out the door. Um, I, I'm still now. Yeah, Brunson gonna drop fifty, and OG's gonna drop forty. That's what's up. <laughs> okay, I give you a virtual hug, so you don't be no angry. <laughs> and that's coming from Mad Dead fans. So exactly. yeah, I think we, I think we still dangerous. Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I think I think we still keep the ball rolling just a different way. It might be a little bit more challenging, but I think we still come out with the W's. Uh, defense is defense, and uh, you know, nah, you're have, right. We still have defenders. You don't have, we just have a... yeah, you don't you don't have Randall, who's you know on help. Defense is not the best. So what does that look like? Um, yeah, just right now, we still need offense, though. We still gonna need some offense. Yeah. We just going, but they're gonna struggle too. That's fact. So. Well, we played the we played the Hornets, so I, the Hornets are the bottom feeders. So we should, I think we have enough to beat the Hornets. Damn it! I hate playing the. If we end up playing the Jazz again without having our full team, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> I mean the the Pacers. Oh yeah. Are we gonna keep playing the Pacers without our full team? Like that's crazy. I, you get to see Siakam OG matchup. You know that's happening. Yeah, but I want to run. I want to I want the squad. Cause last time the pace, last time the paces beat us, we had freaking uh, yeah, what's his name? We had uh Halliburton giving Wally the 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 the, the mean yeah. high and whatever. And that's when we traded, right? I think yeah. that was the day before we yeah. traded, so we we were missing people. Yeah, we only had like five players to play that day. But I don't know. I mean, Halliburton might be down too, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, not sure when Halliburton will be back. We can't lose to somebody that looked like uh, you know that that Mim from the Fresh Prince Bel Air when he had the glasses. Did y'all see his outfit? He should get bro today too. Uh, nah, did I you see that. his outfit? No, nah, oh, yeah, it. definitely, definitely bro worthy. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. All right, any more bro picks? Nah, yeah, I'm gonna follow up on uh. Ebony's for mine, uh, Jaime Jaquez. It's been great seeing a Mexican American like myself thrive in the NBA. There's an argument that he's been a third best rookie. Him and Derek Lively, it's been pretty close. Definitely the best rookie of the East because the Thompson Twins, uh, the one Detroit has had trouble shooting at any level, like free throw and beyond. Uh, so ha Jaquez has been a perfect fit for their culture over there and been a great dude, but that dirty play today. He's right, man. He the, the the Bash brother with Bam Adebayo. It had me put on my magic hat saying "Build that wall." But I saw him get out of the front. I was like, "Get his ass out of here, bro!" I'm about to call ice on my boy, man, for real. Uh, <laughs> not from the Latin assassin, not Latin or Latin crime. Oh man, <laughs> Latinos for Trump, <laughs> bro. Oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, get, get that man out of here. Going back over the wall. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Okay, I hate Trump, bro. Oh. Yeah, we, we just know. don't do it again, Ivy. Just don't do it. I have it on speed dial. Don't do it again. Yeah, don't don't do it. Yeah, he's stupid. <laughs> oh man! 
Uh, Nah, I can't stand Tyler. Ha I almost called Tyler Halliburton. Uh, what was a uh, the guy from from North Carolina that didn't really stick in the NBA? That's what I was about to call him. Oh, oh Hansborough? Hansborough, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler Hansborough. I was like, Halliburton. <laughs> yeah, I was about to call him Tyler Tyler Hansborough. <laughs> <laughs> he's with the Pacers too, wasn't he? Yeah, Yeah, he he was played for for the a Pacers. little bit. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. All right, all right. Ah. Well, good show, guys. That was our show. That was our show. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be back on Monday versus the Hornets. The early game too. That's at seven uh seven o'clock.
You can find me here every post game. You can find me on X and oh that sounds crazy. Twitter and Instagram at Mad Nick Fan. I feel like I'm missing something. But yeah, that's all I can remember right now. Oh, VSN, past, present, and future. And that Liberty, that Liberty season, you got balling with the Queen. So yeah. There you go. That, that, that's 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 it. All right, all right, all right. Any book clubs, Lee? Oh, hell yeah. First off, I want to use this time to shout out somebody else. I watch a lot of the competition, uh, other podcasts and blogs that, that are in the knit spaces. And every now and then, it's shocked and surprised at hearing some brilliant taints. And someone recently got on my radar uh, more than they have, and that's BK Steph from the Dope the dope Soul Sports team. Yo, we got to have her on the show, man. And that's team up we do. We got to make sure Steph is in the house. She's one. She has, I think, one of the smartest basketball minds, not just on Nets and Liberty, but in the NBA in general. Love her point of view. You can follow her at, at BKSteph, S-T-E-P-H 33. Uh, she's also on a dope soul sports Nets talk and the Queens tour as well. She seems to be active in the spaces of BSN Network as well. So shout out, Steph. Um, happy to follow. Thanks for the follow back. Now it's time for Book Club. This morning with my espresso, I read Charles Oakley, the last enforcer. My God. The dude has some tales to tell. You think I'm hilarious and ruthless? My man goes in on Charles Barkley. I'm talking about, bro. He, he, <laughs> there is no one I have roasted harder than he roasts. He hates Charles Barkley. He hates Carl Malone, hates Dennis Rodman. Didn't have a whole lot of love for Patrick Ewing either. Had yeah. a lot of criticism as a leader, his ability to lead. But the Charles Barkley, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Let's just say the word bum is used. Um, also, great insight into the locker rooms from Pat Riley, Bill Jackson, and Jeff Van Dundee as well. Had a lot of things to say there. And a lot of good um, content contest of a James Dolan era, what he thinks went wrong with the Knicks once Dolan bought the team and moved on. We all know about the the fracas that him he got into when Dolan kicked him out of the stands. I hope one day that can be mediated and we can have Ode back in MSG rooting on the Knicks. He's one of my favorite Knicks of all time, one of my favorite players of all time. This is a great memoir written with the great Frank Isola, another controversial Knicks legend, uh, beat writer, former beat writer. Um, I think now he's covering the Nets. So shout out uh, Charles Oakley, the last enforcer. You buy it at any bookstore. Damn, they up for life. It's not that beef. It'll never end. I know you hopeful. That is to the death. I'm sorry. That's, that, <laughs> I'm sorry. that's that Cardi forever. You yeah, know that Vince forever. 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 <laughs> yeah, that is never forever. Never getting patched up. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I, I, I hope so too, but it's just I don't see. A man can dream. We're wishful thinking. Maybe when Dolan has a silver team, you know? Maybe that's that's the happen. only way. That's the only way. I'm rooting for that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ryan G, let him know where you can find you, man. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. You could also find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. Exactly. And shout out to the challenge again. Shout out to King Jaw, Mark Bajois. Shout out to, to Paris in the chat. Shout out to Prezi the Boss. Uh, Kamal, Hillard, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. And shout out to Craig, man. Shout out to Craig in the chat as well. If you like the show, hit that like and subscribe and share, 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 spread the word that KOT is here. And that you, if you're feeling, if you're feeling the, if you are feeling, only if you like the show, if you like the show, share, share, let people know, come watch the show, enjoy it with you guys. If not, then you can just leave. You probably left already already. But if you enjoyed the show, please like, share, subscribe, 
and keep the KOT movement going, right? That is the show. Thank you guys for watching. We out of here. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Some messed out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's the show. We out of here. Peace. Come, 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 come straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Uh,